What the fuck it is, y'all? It's your boys, Metaphysic. And this is Kid Luna. And we came here today for Third Coast Base Radio, Season 1, Episode 4. This month we feature producers Alexandre and Designer Toys. And you already know, it's about to get fucking massive. Hold up, bitch. Uh, 
Space Radio. Uh, here I got uh, designer toys. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and ask you some few questions, man. I got to listen to that mix, dude. It was sick. Man, I know you and Typo have a um, couple tracks together, man. You guys are like <laughs> PP and J, man. Uh, loving it. Um, yeah, man. It's, uh, I actually love working with that guy, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself, man. Uh, grew up, uh, you know, listening to a, a bunch of music. My grandmother 
mom were definitely into it big time, and my dad as well. So, uh, you know, grew up doing that, playing violin and stuff, and then just kind of gradually did. Uh, it took me where I am now, man. Word, man, a word. Um, <clears throat> that's cool, man. I actually got some family out in Louisiana, dude. Um, man, uh, how did you get your moniker, man? Tell me about that. deep too man <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty deep yeah it's pretty deep it's uh it's actually really cool and i mean i think i i like it you know it's really it's one of those names to where you know it's not hard to pronounce people can catch on to it really easily so um it works out really well for sure for sure um <clears throat> let's go ahead and dis uh, discuss the mix man um man you want to tell me a little bit about the tracks that were on there Cameraman, he loves uh, Ableton. Man, what's what's your favorite doll to use, or what doll do you prefer? Um, dude, I'm actually an Ableton as well. Uh, yeah. That's that's what I taught myself in. Um, I, I love it. I actually live by it, man. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely my favorite doll to use. Um, you know, I use that. I use a bunch of plugins. Like I, I do a lot of sound design and serum and silent. Uh, and um. Uh, plant and stuff like that so I, I just really love using Ableton it's very you know user friendly I feel like it's very um it's not too hard to catch on to and everything that they have with inside the doll works very well and I just you know like I said I grew up uh or not grew up doing it but I taught myself how to use that doll personally yeah, word. <laughs> that's what's up man yeah people find it weird that I produce all my music with machines so I'm still trying to find it <laughs> Yeah, stuff like that. So I mean, everybody's got their their own thing. I know some, you know, some artists and reason. I wouldn't even know how to write up my 
fucking head around reading them. So, <laughs> <laughs> a little more crazy. That's no problem, man. Um, man, do you have uh, any advice for any like upcoming artist or producer, man, looking like to jump in the game or like anything? Yeah, man. I mean, dude, to be honest, what I've learned, uh, I mean, what I've come to realize is basically in this game is, dude, it's, it's you just got to have fun. Um, as I just, I, I take it as, you just don't really take it too seriously. Definitely take, you know, your branding and stuff, you know, do, do things the right way, but there's definitely not necessarily uh, a hardcore wrong way to do things, in my opinion. You know, it's your art. Um, you know, just sit back, make music, have fun, dude, and then eventually that should have come. Like, you know, people, you know, you'll start eventually forming fans and stuff like that, and, you know, it all comes to comes to life at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just like, that for myself is, that's how I am. I just, I love doing it. I love what I do. I mean, the second I get off work, the second I do anything, man, I'm, I'm just ready to produce music. So that's about what I do on all my spare time. Yeah, and, got you. But yeah, man, that's about all the advice I would have. Just have fun. <laughs> um, definitely just, you know, do your thing. Throw your art out there. If you don't throw your art out there and your tracks, then you're not going to get a response. You know, and people aren't, you're not going to know what, to necessarily make for yourself and develop into an artist to, to provide for your fans and whatnot. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, just, just have fun. <laughs> <laughs> man, if it was um, one thing you could have done uh, a lot sooner, man, what would that would have been? Oh, man, honestly, it would have been producing. I, uh, I actually started off in this game as a DJ. I was DJing back in probably since I was about 17 back in high school I actually um, did really well for myself DJing uh, you know just a lot of open format trap genres and mm-hmm. things like that throughout clubs in Dallas and whatnot. and I honestly wish I would have did it the reverse way and uh, started producing you know started like I, I realized later on in, in this game that that's really uh, that's really what makes it or breaks it is if you're making your own music and you know your own craft yeah yeah for sure man that's true um man you want to go ahead and plug yourself man where, where can people find you at man where people can search for you or go ahead yeah, and man, uh, i got pretty much on any platform any media any platform you can literally just look up designer toys this designer with two s's um and dude, I'm I'm the only one with that name, so it pretty much pops up anywhere <laughs> musical wise. Dope man, um, dude. Is there anybody you can you think should be a good fit for the show? Who do who do you know out there, man? Who who do you know? Oh man, there's a yeah, there's a there's a shit ton of artists in my opinion that are straight killing the scene <laughs> ahead, right now, especially out of especially out of Dallas, man. We got I mean, did you got Toto? Um, of course, you guys have already had Nick P and Typo on it. Uh, you got Quantize. Um, dude, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of them. I mean, y'all, you guys had Greed out here, too, as well. So yeah. you're, you're definitely pulling in a lot of the artists that, uh, in my opinion, like they, they, they count. They, you know, they're really putting in the work. They're really trying. You know, they're working their ass off at what they're doing and trying to make their craft what they can. For sure, for sure, man. We're going we're gonna to look and see if we can get those guys on there. We got a few. But, man, we're, we're trying to reach all through Texas, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. Thank you guys for having me out on there. No problem, man. I know you're on the road, dude, so I'm going to let you go ahead and get back to it, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Appreciate it. You have a good night, man. You too. Yo, that was the homie designer toys. Up next, we got Alexon Helen from Austin, Texas. Up next to close out the mix. I hope you guys enjoy this shit. Third Coast Space Radio. Blip.
Yo, so that mix was absolutely nuts. I mean, the creative genius on that was just awesome. For those out there listening, everybody, we have Alexand in the studio today. Um, we're going to be talking about just him and his life. So we're just going to hop right into it. So, Alexand, who are you? What's your story? What's your musical background, if any? Let's get right into it. Yeah, so about me, I'm from Miami Beach, Florida, originally, North Miami Beach. Uh, I lived in Florida, like, pretty much my whole life um, in different parts. I spent a lot of time in Southwest Florida. And then just a little over three years ago, I moved to Austin. I've been based here in Texas since. And, uh, you know, just, like, musically, I kind of I got into the game pretty late. I never, I came from a household that was like very into music. My mom was like a dancer and all this stuff, but I never pursued any sort of like instrument seriously or, or you know, had that on my radar. I, I always thought I was going to go to art school and like draw, you know, concept art or something for a living. Um, that obviously didn't happen, but I ended up like many years ago, I think, uh, I don't know what actual date was, but I think I was probably like, 20 or so and I started messing around with like I think someone gave me a copy of Fruity Loops and I was literally making like video game remixes or something just like for fun like orchestral stuff I didn't even know what I was doing then I put it down that was like for a few weeks then I put it down and then I didn't come back to music until I was like 24 um and so you know I think I don't know what time actually what year it was what you how old I was, but I think it was around 2006 or seven. I started, and I was like not aware of electronic music at all. By the way, this was like not something. I was like a hip hop head, and I listened to like like Norwegian death metal and black metal and shit. That was like kind of my musical taste at the time. And then I ended up meeting these two guys who I worked with at a restaurant. And they were like, "Come to our DJ night." I was like, "I don't even know what that means." Um, <laughs> But I went, and they were at this like little dive bar, and they did this party called Dirt in Sarasota, Florida. And it was two thousand, like late two thousand six, two thousand seven. So it was like indie electro, like trash justice type shit had like just started popping off. Okay. And I like discovered all of this stuff all at one time. Like so, I was like going out every night and like dancing to, like Justice and Mastercraft and all that kind of like era of stuff. And that was when I started getting into electronic music, and then I got, like, Reason, and I started playing around and making stuff, um, making this kind of, like, trashy disco-type stuff, and then it just kind of evolved from there. And then I met a guy named Jake Juber, who goes by Shock to the System, who's been, like, an OG Gulf Coast Florida legend touring all over the place for a million years, and he was the guy who introduced me to dubstep in like 2008 or something when it was kind of first blowing up over here having crossed the pond and uh then I, that's like changed my collection i just like fell in love with bass music and yeah it just kind of got weirder and crazier from there that was a really long answer no dude that's totally fine and it's funny because it's it's always like the same story it's like you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, I didn't even listen to this shit before, but somebody introduced me to some banging ass beats and it's never been the same. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that it's it's universal for everybody because myself, I was listening to Lamb of God and Cannibal Corpse and just heavy metal shit go. all the time. And I honestly, uh, somebody took me to see Tiesto and I know it's fucking Tiesto, but even still, it's, 
it still blew my fucking mind. And I was like, what is this? And then somebody introduced me to Borgor and Skrillex, and that was fucking it, man. Like, that was that was it. I should, for the purpose of this story, I should frame that I'm 33 now. So when I say I started getting into electronic music when I was, like, 24, like, that that's, like, a while ago now, but I yeah. feel like I came to the game so late in my own personal, like, timeline. Because I know they're, like, people, you know, a lot of my, like, friends and, and contemporaries and people who are, like, making music like I do and, and people I've worked with over years, they're, like, fucking... 12 years younger than me. They're like, these people were like 16 <laughs> and like 14 when they started making music. And I'm like, dude, if I had started when I was like 14 years old, I would have been in the game for so long by now. That's like, you know, I'd be famous. No, dude, uh, for sure. It's, 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 about, so. it's how this shit goes. You just, you know, you, you ride the wave when you can for sure. So you're, uh, your name. Everybody's journey is different. For real. So your name, Alexandre, that's also your, your moniker. Um, any reason why, yeah. why it's self-titled? Well, it's, it kind of came from, actually, kind of how I described in the beginning there, when I was first playing around with making music, I was making this very, like, French disco electronic type stuff. And, I mean, that's my real name. My dad is from Montreal, and so my name is super French Canadian. It's my full name's Alexandre Lavigne. And I was, like, struggling all these, like, different name ideas, and I was like, dude, all these, like, fucking... French DJ at Tim and all these guys like I should just use my name. It's, it already is legit sounding, and I did, and I have regretted it ever since <laughs> on some level to this day, just because I've heard every possible permutation of of my name pronounced at shows or on like the radio. People Alexandre, Alexandria, Alex, Alex. <laughs> but I don't even know all the the variations I've heard. So it's kind of like. And also, like, logo-wise, it's difficult to have a name that's just one long word. It creates a lot of, like, format challenges for things. So, I don't know. Like, I've wanted to change my name to a million different things so many times, and I might eventually launch an alias, like, stealthily launch an alias and see what happens. But, <laughs> but yeah, right. I, that's, I'm rocking with it. Like, every time I'm about to do it, I'm like, no, I already have people who know me, and I'm just going to stick with it. You got to embrace that and shit, I'm man. Like, <laughs> yeah. For sure. So um, I just want you to know I'm so wound up because I've been in my house sick the last week that I'm literally pacing around my house while I'm talking. I'm just doing laps through my entire house. <laughs> Cabin fever, huh? Yeah, buddy. No, dude, I totally feel you. Shit, I'm on the complete opposite. I just got off work and I'm like, fuck, it's time to wind down and relax. But I got this damn interview to do. Yeah. But uh, no, I totally wanted to get into it. I love this shit. So um, you said that you um, you started making music with uh, Fruity Loops at first, and then you kind of uh, you went over to Garage Band. So um, what? Uh, what do you... Reason actually. Oh, oh, reason, reason. Yeah, reason. Yeah, reason for a specific reason, which was that I liked that it kind of um, modeled hardware a little bit. So it right. kind of, it's like I didn't know anything, so it, it kind of taught me how to like plug stuff in and, and what knobs do and this sort of thing. It kind of was a good way to like learn some building blocks of synthesis. Um, nice. But I've since moved on. I've been an Ableton guy for like 10 years now or something. So okay. so, that's kind of, or like seven years. So would you say that um, um, like the DAW that you use matters at all? Or what do you, what do you feel about that? Not at all. Not whatsoever? No, I, it doesn't matter at all. I mean, it, it can matter eventually at some point based on what you want to do and if you find some kind of limits but anytime any 
producer that I'm, is like an aspiring producer or someone who talks to me and like wants advice. And they'll start saying, well, do you think I should use this or use that? Or should I do that? It doesn't fucking matter, like, at all. The only thing that matters is sticking with something and learning how to use it. Like, you can produce, especially if we're talking about a DAW that has VST support or, you know, whatever, plugin support. Right. Like, all of them are good now. They're all good. They all, I'm sure, have different strengths and weaknesses in some areas. I know people talk about this has a better audio engine than that or this has... You know, the, whatever, I, you know, for me, I found that Ableton's workflow to be really intuitive. Um, and I like the, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff I, I could get into depth about. But I think that, you know, the idea that one is inherently going to make you a better producer than the other is ob- obviously like nonsense. And I think any big producer I've spoken to who, or read interviews with who were asked the same question, they always said the same thing too. Like, you just... It doesn't matter. Whatever you know the best and whatever you continue to polish your skill with is what's going to be the best for you. Damn right, man. I uh, totally agree. All right, so your fucking mix, that was that was fucking yeah. sex. That was absolute sex. I think I counted, I want to say, shit, 15, 16 tracks in like 30 minutes. Yeah, 16. Super, 16 tracks. Um, so 16 originals. All originals. How many unreleased? Uh, 11. <laughs> 11 of them are unreleased and um, including, or rather, as part of that 11, there's like four, or possibly, actually, it might be five, that are technically like not actually finished either. <laughs> like, I'm going to peel the curtain back a little bit and just kind of spoil. You're not supposed to like spoil the mystique about shit like this, but like, they're literally like some tracks that are like work in progress that are nowhere near done that I just like slapped a limiter on and did like some quick tweaks to like get it loud <laughs> enough to sit in the mix just because I like wanted to showcase that stuff. Fuck um, yeah, man. Some of them, some of them are scheduled for some forthcoming releases. Um, two of them in particular that I, that I threw in there that are, I believe back to back, um, in the middle of the mix, like kind of maybe like two thirds of the way in May. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. They're like written together as part of this four or five track EP that I'm, writing right now that I don't normally get to like write a whole release cohesively as like a concept or whatever, but I'm doing that now just for fun for a release kind of sometime early middle next year with uh, black marble collective, <clears throat> excuse me, black marble collective. Um, Cause they're awesome. They've been super, super good to me and they'll let me do whatever the fuck I want. And uh, I'm writing this really over the top, uh, occultist metal, style kind of like concept album thing. I don't know what it's called yet, but I've got a bunch of titles, but the two tracks that are in there are called uh, The Curse and Climbing the Stair of Woe. So it's just like super geeky metal shit. Um, and uh, I'm excited to showcase more of those eventually. Yeah, but yeah, the rest are all just tracks that I've been sitting on. Yeah, dude, that they were they were really good, and not even just like good sounding, but like they were very diverse. Um, so uh, I guess we can kind of segue into like how do you how do you um, inspire yourself to you know go outside of the box and create different genres or different variations and styles of music? What what's your what's your workflow on that? So this is something that that for me has been. Probably, actually, if I had to say, like, the biggest challenge to my music career, whatever you want to call it, aside from, like, if I'm being honest, 
my tendency to procrastinate. Aside from that, the biggest challenge for me has been being an artist who is concerned with uh, or gravitates towards making lots of different types of music. And and this makes all kind of, I think, gels in a, in a good way. But I, I go even more diverse than that. Like, this, I make all kinds of stuff, and I want to make all kinds of stuff. But it, in the industry, you know, people want to be able to, and this is, like, so cliche saying, but, you know, like, put you in a box or, or attach a label to something. Yeah. And it makes sense. You know, if people are trying to promote and market and sell music, like, that is a valuable thing. It's like having your thing or your sound. And like, I get it, but I don't know, struggling to like find your voice or whatever as a musician is, is tricky. And, and so that's why I kind of like made the decision early on that any sort, any opportunity I had to have any sort of press info or interview or, or write-ups or anything done or anything talking about like what kind of music I make, I wanted to say, like, this guy makes all kinds of stuff, and I don't know, like, don't expect a particular style. To, to try to, like, ingrain that in, to, like, let people know that it's going to be a mix of stuff. Um, it's hard, and I don't think it's working super well, but, you know, that's just the only way to do it. As far as the stuff that I put in the mix, the inspirations behind kind of where I'm coming from, the first couple tracks on there are these, like, sort of wavy very emotive, um, melodic kind of textural things. And that's, that's something that I've always loved. Um, and I think most of my music, even the like hard, gnarly, weird stuff that I made over my career tends to have at least some kind of strong melodic undercurrent to it. And I, I think in particular, like structurally, the idea of having like a progression that is a song and not just a collection of sounds is something that it is, matters to me. Um, I know a lot of artists who are working in kind of similar realms as I am right now. It's like similar labels and the kind of like bass music scene um, make awesome stuff. But sometimes for me, it gets like a little too abstract. And like, I like having something that like has a progression and like a structure and feels like a song with like distinct kind of movements and stuff. Yeah. So, so this kind of wave thing that you see coming out of London, um, you know, championed by a lot of people like Plastician and Skit from New Soul and all these different dudes um, who I'm really inspired by. That's kind of a big part of it for me. Um, so this was like me kind of dipping a toe into their stuff. And then most of the rest of the things on there are kind of verging into that 160, 170, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, halftime, footworky, realm and i will say when it comes to like inspiration or my approach to like making different kinds of music i'll be totally honest man like i'm not necessarily interested in reinventing the wheel or like creating some incredible new genre that nobody's heard about i i like to play around like in the margins of like the different types of things that i like and like kind of just playing around in the intersections of genres and and that's kind of where I have the most fun because whatever I'm listening to at the moment, that's what I'm inspired to make usually. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so, you know, I, it, for me, it's not necessarily about like, I want to make the most original thing ever. It's just like, I want to make something that I think sounds cool that I would like to listen to that maybe draws inspiration from a couple different disparate um, sources. So, 
Nice, man. That's how I feel about that. Nice. Um, so I guess next question. Um, I kind of did a little bit of research, and I see that uh, you have releases on Shadow Tricks, Bygore, I mean, a bunch of different labels, really. Um, yeah. So um, how do you go about doing that? Like, if you could give some advice to, you know, aspiring producers trying to get their name out there, um, what what would be the mes- best method about going about doing that? Uh, well, my advice would be to do the opposite of everything that I've ever done. Uh, because <laughs> I'm really, really bad about creating and following through with opportunities. <clears throat> I am... I don't want to say that I'm not motivated because I feel like I'm motivated. I don't know. You know, it's obviously a relative thing. Everybody's different, but I work a lot. I work in a very high pressure. (coughs) Excuse me. Man, I'm so sick. (coughs) Uh, I work in a really like high pressure, demanding high level restaurant uh, industry job. And it's been a constant struggle for me to like stay up on sending stuff out and (coughs) excuse me, doing the legwork and and whatnot. But I will say every good opportunity that's ever come my way, all of these labels, whatever it is, whether it's the Bygore thing um, or whatever, it's all happened just because I fucking sent an email out (laughs) or like that, you know, I think actually Bygore happened because a friend of mine was doing NR for them and kind of hit me up about some music I had shown him. But generally, all the label releases that I have are just like, I hear something on a label that sounds cool, sounds like something that I am interested in. I see that they're releasing quality. I think it might be a good platform for my music. And I just send an email. I find out, like, hey, who do I hit up at this place? And then I send a very no-nonsense email saying, like, hey, I've got some tunes. I think you might be interested. Let me know what you think. Boom. Done. And usually, people will respond to that and give you uh, at least some kind of direction. And I really don't have any secrets beyond that. If I did, um, it would be a lot better (laughs) for me. If you have any advice, feel free to send it my way (laughs) to anybody who's listening to this. If anybody's got any leads, anybody wants to help put a team together, I'm for sure open to it. Because that's the big thing, I think, to get past the initial sort of levels I've been at for a long time. Like, you need people in your corner. And, and I definitely have people who have been honest and, like, supportive. But <laughs> I've never had, like, a dedicated team uh, of people that are, like, you know, part of my crew trying to push my music. So that's, I think, the main thing is, like, find people who are genuinely passionate about your music and want to help you succeed and, and give them money. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So, um, I guess... Man, I'm sorry I'm talking so much. This is the most I've spoken in a hot minute. Oh, no, dude, you're totally fine. Um, I'll try and wrap it up. I don't want to give you too much stress on your body. Um, just a couple more questions. I guess... It's okay. I'm about to go play a show, so I'm about to stress my body big time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, you were telling me about that. What, uh, what... Let's talk about your, your, your show. What's going on with that? Yeah, so this is just like a little fun uh, monthly party in Austin, Texas at a very legendary venue called Plush. <laughs> it's the third Monday of every month. Party's called Clip Mode, and uh, 
good teachers myself and uh, two very good homies of mine, Shane and Chongo, who are uh, former residents of uh, Mad Classy, uh, founders of Mad Classy at Barcelona, a almost 10-year-long uh, bass music night that was pretty legendary. And yeah, we just get together and play dope music, and it's pretty chill. It's 8 p.m. to 12 a.m., and it's free. And it's really just an excuse for us all to see our friends and hang out and share new music. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. All my Austin homies, go check that shit out. Stat, yeah? All yeah. Right, a few more. Come on through. I promise I won't cough in your face because you're sick tonight <laughs> if you come. Uh, I will wear a little mask. It'll be fine. Fuck yeah. So uh, you said you had a couple of releases coming out. Um, you want to get into those? Well, I can't... To like hush what hush. I've already talked about. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> All right. I've got stuff that's like potential and I'm waiting for like final confirmation on. And then other stuff that uh, I just don't want to jinx, so... Uh, totally feel we'll you there. I will say the one big super dope announcement that isn't a music release, but you know, if you uh, don't live in Texas and you haven't gotten to see me DJ in the last couple of years, I will be headlining the Shadow Tricks music stage at the Unt Festival oh. in Mariposa, California next year, uh, which is at the end of May, beginning of June. And it's a really, really cool festival. It's going to be my first out of stage show. Basically, since moving to Texas, which is crazy because I used to play all the time. No, nah, dude, that's that's super fucking dope right there. The Unspecified. Yeah, those are the fan band right there. To the Shadow Tricks crew. They're awesome people and they've supported me and really made me feel really good about my music. And, and uh, the fact that they reached out to bring me out to play at all at their thing um, is really flattering. And that's going to be an amazing three day experience. So. Come on through, and, and I'll see you there. I'll be crushing it either Friday or Saturday night. I don't remember which one, but uh, or it's not final yet. But one of those nights, I will be headlining their stage, and it's going to be a great time. Fuck yeah, man. I guess uh, last thing before I let you go, man. So if anybody wants to find you on social media or, you know, MySpace, Twitter, fucking whatever, where, where can they find Alexan's music at? Friend, friendster. Uh, yeah, if you want to find my music, the easiest way to do this, I have like a little splash page website with links to everything. And that's at www.alexandsounds.com. And it's spelled A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-E. It's just like Alex Andre. Um, and on that page, it has links to like SoundCloud and all my other like social media stuff and like my Spotify, uh, you know, artist page and all that stuff. So you can find everything there. Awesome, awesome. Everybody be sure to check that shit out. Um, so if you could recommend any artist to Third Coast Base Radio, do you have anybody in mind that we could possibly reach out to? Oh, man. There's so many people making amazing music that I love right now. Um, are you trying to showcase regional, like in this area specifically? Uh, yeah, we're looking, you know, people who are based in the South for the first couple of seasons, but we're definitely going to spread out further. Gotcha. Man, I wish I had had this question earlier. I would have prepared a list. Um, <laughs> man, this is this is really tough. Uh, I mean, I would say 
just right off the bat, someone who is in Austin, who I think you, you know, could reach out to and, and uh, have a really fun chat with, if you haven't already, I don't think you have, but um, Venturian, uh, my friend Will, and uh, starts with a V, spelled like Centurion, and he uh, is one of the co-creators and uh, residents at uh, a party, a weekly party called Create Culture. Okay. In Austin, that's like a really awesome bass music kind of heady sort of showcase of not just music but also tons of like art and merch and things like that. He and, and his partner Jackson, uh, who goes by No Matter, like K N O W. The two of them would be awesome to have on your show. Okay. They've done a lot for bringing really interesting talented acts through and holding it down and kind of building a really tight community around it. Um, and their music is awesome, both of them. So I think that would be cool to showcase. Sex, man. I think I actually heard his Centurion. Well, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I want to thank you for your time. I know you're sick, but you're still finna go busted yeah, fucking okay. down anyway, bro. Yeah, it's just pneumonia. It ain't nothing. <laughs> it's just a little it's pneumonia. Fuck it. <laughs> Yo, thank you so no, much for your you. time. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. You gotta come to Austin sometime and, uh, you know, hang out, talk music. Do yeah, dude. We're, put some music no, most definitely. We're gonna vibe here soon, for sure. Cool. Yo, guys. So there you have it. Third Coast Base Radio, Season One, Episode Four. Be sure to follow us on all those social medias. Give the artists a like and listen and a follow as well. We'll catch you guys next year. Happy holidays, motherfuckers. Peace.